Welcome back to the Like a Dance Boss podcast. I'm Jess and thank you so much for following this series of rebuilding your studio post-COVID. This is episode five, so if you haven't listened to the previous four episodes, I do encourage you to go back to the start. This will give you a better understanding of today's episode, and also it's a really nice way to refresh your current policies and procedures, the way that you do things, the way that you think about things. Once that's all implemented and well thought out, then you can go nuts with the ideas from today's episode. So today's episode is all about giving you ideas to drive some more traffic to your website or social media pages um, and also increase the amount of inquiries that you're going to receive. Um, Basically, I think all of us dance studio owners are slightly down on numbers. Some of us, um, you know, kept a lot of students on Zoom and kept them going back into the studio. Others had a lot of students on Zoom, but they all didn't come back to the studio. Or like myself, we didn't have a lot of students go online, but we have had um, a lot of students enroll in person, which has been amazing because it's obviously very worrying um, when you are online, you just don't know where you're at. And so it's nice when you get back open and you can see that everyone's, you know, come back or coming back and there's new students coming through the doors as well. It gives you a sense of security that your business will be here Uh, next week, next month, next year, perhaps the next decade. So just to recap on my studio and where I'm at, we only had about 130 students online last year, but I have successfully enrolled 415 students into our classes in person for this year, which has been amazing. We usually sit at around 500 students. That could be anywhere between 450 to 550, really. Um, But yeah, so we're a little bit down as far as the number of enrollments but to be honest it's been a really good amount of students we have um, an elite stream or like a performance stream which is only about 15 30 60 70 kids would be in our elite stream which is odd because a lot of people view my studio as a comp school but we only have a handful of kids um, that do solos and our groups we only have three groups this year like three age groups and it's just the minority in the studio um, majority of our studio would be under the age of seven we have a lot of preschoolers a lot of five six year olds and then you know a lot of seven to nine year olds too but it definitely starts to quieten down from 10 years plus or 11 years plus i'm also really happy with around 400 students because of the COVID policies and rules that are in place. I feel that if we were peaking at say 550 students coming each week, because keep in mind, these students don't do one class a week. Most students do two, three classes a week and a whole lot of kids, um, you know, 70 to 100 kids would be coming three days a week. So with all the rules in place and density quotients, I think that that number is quite perfect. It's really easy to manage. We can run classes, keeping everybody safe, having gaps between classes, keeping the car park flowing, things like that. So if you do feel like you're disappointed because you haven't reached the amount of students you had previously, I would encourage you to embrace what you have um, because less doesn't mean less quality within your business. It doesn't mean you're less successful. There's no reason why in the future you can't grow to a larger number if that's what you want to do. But I've been able to adapt my studio and the timetable to accommodate for the amount of students we have and to make it as profitable as possible without losing out on quality or anything like that. 
So the point of this episode, as I was saying, is to give you plenty of ideas to increase your student base. We have 15 points, so bear with me. Let's start number one. Invest in your current clientele. It definitely benefits you if your students take more classes. Sometimes there's benefits to having more students in your school. For example, if you're going to have your concert and there's more families, therefore you would sell more tickets. However, financially, you can be very profitable with a smaller enrollment base that do more. So by investing in your current student base, you will find that they will enjoy their classes more and therefore want to do more. If they're not naturally inquiring about more, you know, term two is coming, you would like to think that they some parents will get in contact and say, look, little Molly's loving her jazz classes. She was thinking about joining hip hop as well. So that's a pattern that I've got in my studio where a lot of students have started with one class in term one, but now they want to try the hip hop class before or the acro class after. And that happens because they're enjoying what they've done. The parents are happy. They can financially cope with that amount. And also the kids see their friends before and after coming, coming into their class hyped up from the other class that they want to do. So if you don't find that that's naturally happening, feel free to reach out to your students and parents and recommend classes to them. A lot of parents don't know. A lot of the students at my school were just doing dance classes in term one. And I had a conversation with a parent who asked me if I had Jimbaroo at the school. And I said, oh, no, 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 we don't do Jimbaroo, but we do have acrobatics for little ones. And she was like, what? I did not know this. I've been looking for a class. And I was like, I'm not even kidding you, but it literally runs the same morning you come for dance. If you hang around for 10 minutes, you'll see the class. So she had no idea. And yeah, I've sent the timetable, the info pack and all that. But, you know, at the time she was just looking for a dance class. So she probably didn't really look at that other information. So it's a perfect time for new students, once they've settled in, to reach out to them and say, look, I just want to let you know if your little one's enjoying their dance class, we also have a hip hop class after if they want to try or an acro class after if they want to try. Um, and also if you have students who are very capable, you may want to extend them to extremely benefit their development. For example, you may want a student to pursue additional ballet classes per week. Um, I don't think it's trying to upsell people. I know some dance studio owners feel um, that they lack confidence and they don't want to be a salesman. And I definitely feel um, the same as you. I don't like that feeling at all. Um, but it's not that at all. I think the students, if they love what they're doing and the type of activity that dance is, it's not you just go once a week and you leave and you all learn the same thing. I'm assuming with, you know, footy training that everyone's going to go to the same footy training session. It's not like there's a kicking session and a catching session. And I don't even think it's called catching. I think it's called marking, but that just shows how naive I am about footy. Um, so yeah, feel free to reach out and just let them know you're not being pushy. Just let them know you have other classes for their age group on the same night. Another point to bring up with parents is that if they're coming and waiting in the car, that can be really annoying. So if they want to leave their child at the studio for say an hour or a bit over an hour, so at least they can get the grocery shop done, then you have another class that they can do. So that's another point to bring up with them. I'm not sure how to go about it still. Just send a personal email to a parent, you know, Hi, Tanya, I just want to let you know that your daughter's doing really well in her class. If she is interested in more classes, um, here are another couple of options for you. If you don't have time for that, you could always send an email to the whole school or at least to a whole age group. So example, you could email all the seven-year-olds and say, look, 
we know you're seven and we have this acro class on a Friday that we would love to see you in. It's lots of fun. It's still got space. So if you're interested, then let us know. All right, point number two, connect to your current students' network. If your students love your studio and they share your values, and you've worked really hard to find those people and bring them into your studio and keep them in your community, then it's likely that the friends and family of those students will enjoy your studio and share the same values as you and your students as well. So don't always feel that you need to reach out into random land. What you need often is sitting right there in front of you. So things like bring a friend day are a great idea. I'm sure everyone's done this before, but you can make um, either digital invitations or little printed invitations that the students can give to a friend or a family member. You can uh, make sure that they invite someone who doesn't come to the school if you do want to use it as an advertising tool as well. Um, and just be sure to collect information from those friends because often friends come and they enjoy it, but mum has questions and she didn't have a phone number to call to ask, so they just kind of go, uh, too hard basket. So if possible, try and get the friends, perhaps when they arrive, just to jot down their name, their contact details, and then you can follow them up like a free trial class afterwards. If you're looking for something a little bit different, you could always run a social event. You can do a group booking at a play center, you could have a picnic, and you can let your students and families know that they can bring additional family and friends as well. It's a nice way to connect with additional people, and, you know, your student's friend might not sign up the next day, but they've met you, they've met people within your community, they've put a face to the name, and if they do decide to dance in the future, it's likely that they're going to contact you um, primarily because they've already met you before and you're familiar. Point number three, workshops. Now, I think when we think of workshops, we think of dance schools promoting big industry names um, and attracting students from, you know, everywhere. You might be attracting school hoppers who are keen to, you know, jump ship to the next best thing, um, which isn't a great way to run your studio or grow your studio. I personally feel that it's better to focus on younger students and beginner students and raise them in your studio. They're going to be... Um, more keen to be a member of your community. Um, so have a think about workshops that could be fun for younger children and beginners. So this might not be the next best industry professional workshop and that's okay because we're not trying to offer that. We're trying to grow our studio and welcome more people into our doors. Into our doors, through our doors. I don't think we want people walking into our doors. That's definitely oh <laughs> um, So think about things like a fairy event or a musical theatre workshop where the kids can come and sing and act and dance that's a great way to promote it you know does your kid love to sing act and dance would they love to give a workshop a try on the school holidays it's just a fun um, event with a fairy event you can always do arts and crafts as well so they come along dressed as a fairy do a little dance class um, decorate a fairy wand and then they get to take their fairy wand home they could even do some coloring in so there's a hot tip for you there point number four Think about doing a promotion with a discount. So it could just be that it's 10% off your fees for the month of April, or if you register this weekend, you'll receive the registration fee waived. Um, make sure you use a deadline and use a promo code if you can, so that people can be enrolling while you sleep. Um, if you don't have a deadline, you might miss out on those who are unsure about making that decision. You really need a deadline to say, 
look, this is a five-day offer, so if you want to take advantage of it, we need you to book in. And then there's a bit of urgency, and people will do it. If you have something that, like a promotion that's running a month long, that's a long time to stay enthusiastic and committed and dedicated to that particular promotion. With the promo code, with my um, software program, you can have a discount code that you can supply on a flyer or via email and at least then when the parent or student goes to register they can pop that discount code in and receive the discount automatically. If you don't have something like that set up then it's a bit fiddly when someone books in and then they've got an email to say oh I booked but there was nowhere to do the promo code and then you've got to say oh hang on I'll manually adjust your fees. That's a lot of fluffing around. I'm not about fluffing around. Let's get this done. <laughs> All right point number five. Think about reducing the cost for some of your le least popular classes. I have seen a few dance schools doing this um, this year and maybe last year. I think it's a great way to go. If you've got some classes that perhaps aren't that popular or aren't at a really popular time, say, you know, for me, Saturday mornings are so popular. So if I wanted to run classes on a Saturday in the afternoon, I might consider doing that at a reduced cost. So just something like... Um, you know, we, we're going to have hip hop on a Friday night for 10 to 12 year olds and for term two, it's actually only going to be $80 for the term. And you are losing out on some money, but a lot of those students may not have enrolled if you didn't have the discount. And the following term, it is going to go back to full price. So I think you'll re reap the rewards of those new enrollments and it'll be worth having that discount. Number six, kick it old school. This is how I started my studio. So feel free to contact local primary schools, high schools, childcare centers, kindergartens, and just see if you can advertise in their newsletter. I don't think they'll be doing printed newsletters anymore, but they should have a newsletter that they email to the parents of their school. And I'm sure that a lot of them do offer advertising opportunities, perhaps because of COVID. And if you're a community um, dance school with students that go to their school, they might offer you a discount or even some free advertising, but just pop something in there so that the parents, when they open the newsletter, um, there might be a photo of a dancer. And then if they were considering classes, they might jump on your website and have a look. Uh, number seven, try and tee up some deals with other local businesses. There's a lot of businesses and industries that are struggling post-COVID, so they might be just as keen as you are to grow your business. Um, what you could do also is reach out to parents within your school and see if any of those run a business, and that might be a nice way to network with them. You never know if one of them own a cafe or manage a childcare centre but they may be happy to advertise for you or you could do a cross promotion. For example, uh, a childcare center, they might email out all of their client database saying that for April, anyone enrolled at that childcare center gets free registration at your dance school. And then in return, you could email your client database saying that, you know, all of your students have been invited to inquire at that childcare center. And if they do, they're going to receive a free gift pack. Um, number eight, shopping center stalls. You need to check with your local shopping center, but I know this has been really successful for a lot of dance schools, especially in January when you're setting up for the year. Um, but you can just set up a stall and it gives you the opportunity to hand out goodies. You can have um, footage of your studio playing on an iPad or a screen, it gives you a chance to chat to people who are interested in dance classes. And you can even have some students come along dressed in tutus and have a ballet bar and they can be demonstrating things. Um, so that can be a great way to attract new students to your school. Number nine, spread the word on your personal social media accounts and ask your staff to do the same. I think I never really considered this because 
I guess a lot of my friends didn't have kids that were old enough to dance. But certainly now I have a huge amount of friends who have kids who are old enough to dance and who are interested in dance. And I find a lot of them are approaching me on Facebook to ask for information. So I definitely think that it's worth posting on your personal social media account, whether you're just sharing things from your studio page or whether you're creating new posts, just letting people know in your network that you have dance classes or what type of classes you have or when they are or if you're doing a promo for friends and allow them the opportunity to see what you're doing and get in contact with you. Number 10, run some free trial sessions. And by sessions, I mean dedicated free trial sessions and sessions and not free trial classes. So for me, a free trial class is where someone comes and tries a class on our timetable for free. But a free trial session, which is what I was doing in December last year, is more of a come and try session. So you can advertise that perhaps this Saturday or the Saturday before the next term starts, you're going to have some free come and try sessions. So it's no commitment. There's some half an hour taster classes where you can try ballet, jazz, tap, hip hop and, you know, contact here to book. Obviously make the booking really easy, really straightforward. Make sure your communication is amazing. And then on that day, you can be handing out your coloring sheet or your gift bag or a balloon or whatever, or a business card, a postcard, something that says thank you, something that makes them feel welcome, something that lets them thrive as a consumer like I am. Um, and then something with your contact details on it. Make sure that you do follow up those free trial sessions as well. Number 11, you could do a giveaway on your socials. This could be giving away a starter pack. So you could be giving a studio bag and t-shirt and drink bottle. And perhaps that's for the first you know, 20 people to enroll for term two. Or maybe it's a giveaway where if you just comment below why you want to win um, that pack, then you might um, receive that giveaway. You'll randomly select someone. Just be careful with your wording and make sure that you research your competitions that you do online. Notice that I said giveaway. It's much easier to run a giveaway on Instagram than it is to run a competition. But just be sure to check the rules before you go ahead with that. Number 12, consider a free giveaway for all of your enrollments. So something that you can advertise to any new leads or on your Facebook, your Instagram, your website, maybe something like at the moment we have a promo where the first um, 30 students to enroll for term two will receive a studio mascot, teddy bear. I have a panda at my school, but it can be anything, unicorn, <laughs> whatever. Um, but that incentive can be really appealing to parents. If they're browsing, looking at a couple of schools, they see that one school, they were kind of leaning towards your school maybe, and then they see that you get a free fairy gift pack when you enroll, I'd be pretty keen for that. Make sure, like with the other promos, that you do have a deadline so that it's just for a week or it's just for three days so it doesn't go on forever and you can easily concentrate on that for a short time. Number 13, you could try running a short course of classes for those who want to try dance for a bit. This is hugely popular with adults. For example, you can do a burlesque um, short course. So they might be interested in learning burlesque with a couple of friends, but they don't want to commit for a term. So you might just run it for four weeks. Um, other ideas are 80s jazz class or um, twerking class or nightclub dancing, but definitely something that you can run for a short time, bring in an income, and then... The students may not enroll in any of your regular classes, but there's no reason why you can't contact them again for the next term when you do your next short course.
Dot point 14. You could um, introduce a customer referral program. So this is just where you advertise to the students and parents that attend your studio already and you let them know that if they refer someone to your school, you're actually going to apply a discount to their next invoice or you're going to send them a $20 voucher or something like that. I'm sure that the people within your school are already sharing the word about how great your school is, but this just encourages them a little bit and it also helps you track um, word of mouth within your studio. All right, last but not least, number 15. Think of an awesome advertising campaign. Be creative. We are creative. We're dance teachers. This is where we should flourish. Think about something that's different, out of the norm. What would catch your eye when you're scrolling Facebook? I think I could be rich if I got a dollar for every dance school ad that I see that says enroll now or classes for two to 18 year olds or recreational and delete stream. I feel like everyone posts the same stuff all the time. I'm a dance teacher, I love dancing, but all the ads I, I get on my Facebook, I'm like, ah, get away. I'm sick of seeing this. I don't even know which school's which. Everyone's using Canva templates that look the same. Everyone's using photos that look the same. Everyone's using social media popular poses in photographs and they all look the same. And I feel like everyone's losing their identity. So this is your chance to go nuts, be independent, so this is your chance to stand out from the crowd. Maybe it is that you're doing Bring a Friend Week, but what's something you can put on the invite to make it different? Is there a business card that you can come up with? So when you're handing out your business card and chatting to people, there's a twist. There's something to do with it that makes people go, oh, this is really cool. And then they show their friend. Could you do a flash mob? Are you creative in... Could you do a flash mob and have some students perform at a park or on the street or at a shopping center and then afterwards they all reveal a message on their t-shirts or you're handing out something but just brainstorm and think about something to make you stand out. You might just need one boost, just one boost to get 50 inquiries and then have your studio on track for the future. All right, I'm going to wrap it up because I'm not a fan of long podcast episodes. I don't want you to get bored, but I hope that those ideas gave you um, some help and all the best with rebuilding your studio. I'm going to get back into my series where I chat with other studio owners, so it's going to be great to hear their stories. But if there's anything you want to hear about, please do get in touch. You can contact me at chat at likeadanceboss.com.au. You can also find me on Facebook or Instagram. All right, all the best, everyone. Chat soon.